All right, welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. I'm excited once again to be with you today, and I want to thank all of you for honestly supporting this and believing in me. And we've had some amazing guests on, and today is no different. I have a really good friend and someone I've known for a long time, uh, Janae Chandler. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm excited for you guys to hear her story and and here's what hear what she's doing to you know better the lives of all of us and uh, you'll be inspired by her. I do want to give some uh, shout out to our sponsor again, Veracity Networks. Thank you for believing in me as well. Um, I'm so excited for your support. It's really helped get. I mean, I, th- I was just talking with Janae. I mean, I think we're up to 64,000 downloads, which is crazy t- for me to think when I first started this. And uh, so I want to thank everybody. This has been so fantastic. And I'm so grateful for, uh, you know, people like you, Janae, who are, come share your amazing stories because it inspires and helps other people. And and uh, so thank you so much. Uh, I want to give you a little background on Janae. Uh, she teaches family finance in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University. She has worked with the State of Education, training teachers on personal finance education, and served on the board of several nonprofit organizations aimed at improving financial literacy in Utah. And I know you're really passionate about this, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I can't wait to, to hear more about this. Um, uh, she's married to a great guy named Josh. They have, you know, four amazing children. Uh, they're beautiful kids. They really are. They're, they're amazing. We're going to talk about them here in a minute as well. And I mean, again, I just know you're really passionate about finances and I, I don't know the way you would even say it, but like financial health. Yeah. Is yeah, that a that's good way, a to great say way to say it? Yeah. yeah. And, um, but before we get there, I'm, I know that, uh, I just want the, the listeners to get to know you a little bit better, you know, so tell us where you grew up and a little bit about your family. Yeah. So I grew up, um, I am from a big family. I've got five brothers and a sister. So there's seven of us. Oh, kids. wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really big family. Where do you fall in line? I'm the fifth. Okay. So I have two little brothers. And then the rest are older really? than me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. But most, it's we're a boy family. My my brothers are wrestlers. My dad's a <laughs> wrestling coach. Oh, really? So we are like sports and athletics is like, right. was my growing was up. Was your brothers always trying to wrestle you? Oh, and... yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah they were. <laughs> right. It, even though my dad would be like, girls don't wrestle, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Leave her alone. Don't hurt her, right? <laughs> you probably got pretty good at wrestling. <laughs> yeah, you have to defend yourself. And I was bigger than my little yeah. brother others for a while yeah. but then right. pretty but then, soon pretty soon yeah just gotta let that go so. right on that's <laughs> awesome how how was it growing up in your family like what was it like tell us a little bit about that well I bet so the most kind of formative part of my growing up when I was right before I started school my dad we had all the seven kids and my dad decided to go back to get a PhD oh and wow we packed up <laughs> from Utah and moved to Oklahoma all these kids and um my parents were very frugal and they were going to do this in a frugal way and we lived in a duplex with three bedrooms oh really with all these kids and i have yeah i have a brother who's mentally handicapped so he needed his own bedroom okay the rest of us kids were in a bedroom so like kidding me two bunk beds (laughs) pull out the mattress like and this was like these are kind of some of my earliest memories was it fun though like this or i bet it was (laughs) yeah crazy in that bedroom (laughs) and after one year of school my mom had been looking around in the neighborhood and she found a different house to rent that had 
it had a few more bedrooms, it was like four right. bedrooms. Um, and the story they tell in the family is that I went into the house and I like put my hands out and spun around. I was like, I can put my hands out and not touch anybody. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it's funny that you would notice something like that, right? Right, Man. right. So that was, I mean, that's the family we grew up in. Very frugal. Yeah. My parents were very frugal. We, you know, like when we were on vacation, we always, we teased my mom that like we didn't have, like, we didn't go out to eat for sure. Right. We had a big block of cheese, <laughs> like the welfare cheese. That's what we say it was. And that, you wow. know, we were, you, you have a chunk of cheese and an <laughs> that's apple. That's hilarious. Are you serious? <laughs> wow. Um, that's interesting. And I mean, it was great. It was uh, such yeah. happy memories of yeah. my childhood. Um, I think that my sort of my interest in money or, my, you know, my parents taught me about saving. And um, I think I had a, a big sense of like, that's where you get a lot of your life security is being really making sure you're you're thoughtful about your money and your finances. So just watching kind of the example of your parents, you were you were already starting to go internalizing it going okay, this makes sense, and I see that this actually matters. Yeah, and I like, yeah. and my parents, like, love to work was my dad's, mm-hmm. like, life motto. Right. He would always be like, love to work. <laughs> right. And he, we, all, we all love to work in my <laughs> yeah. family. Like, that's good, though. That's a good thing to, that's a good quality to have, actually, right? For sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, I think it's really just, and it, and then it makes it fun, right? Like, I'm yeah. not, I'm working because it's a fun, fun thing for me to do, and it's really wow. rewarding in itself. Well, you know, I mean, like I mentioned in the beginning, I've known you for a long time now, and uh, you know, you're you're a very positive person. I mean, you just seem really positive and calm. And what is that? How you've kind of always been, even as a young child, or I mean, or is that something you kind of learn through the process of struggling, or how did you, you know, how how are you like this? I guess you yeah, know. I, I do. <laughs> I mean, I th- I'm the fifth of a big family. I think that just like rolling with the punches is a big part of <laughs> Truly it. rolling with the punches, goes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I have like always sort of um, just, you know, like I, I'm kind of, I, my one daughter, Evelyn, is so much like this and I can see this. Like I just kind of do my own thing. My parents told me when I was little that they couldn't punish me because they would send me to my room and I would just be the happiest person. <laughs> just make it the biggest play like, like she's not upset she's we, not upset. what's going on she's just like this is so fun i'm gonna i'm just gonna make this really fun now so so that's just kind of kind of your personality just kind of take things as it goes i think so wow is that what people would say about you that know you really really close so they'd say hey she just kind of goes with the flow yeah like my husband <laughs> might say i'm controlling <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right. like roll with it i well, make it happen the yeah. way i want it <laughs> Well, that's good. Uh, our wives need to control us to keep us in line. So right, I, think right. that, I think that's a good thing, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, so are you, were you close to your siblings as well? I mean, were you guys like a tight-knit group as well growing up? Or did you guys kind of do your own thing? Or Yeah, I think we're, we're pretty close. I think that there was a little bit of a difference between the boys and the girls. Like right. dad was the coach to all the boys. And so they had that coaching dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a little bit different with my sister and I that he – um, I don't think my dad, he didn't view us as like athletes, like my yeah. brothers. And so our relation and he, he doesn't, he doesn't want to have that type of relationship with us, but my dad was great. And so, um, my dad took a lot of interest in our education and our like development intellectually. So I remember just as a tiny kid, my dad just talking to me about right. things he was reading and things he was thinking about. And I think that that was super 
formative to me to say, oh, this adult thinks that I can, you know, he'll ask me questions about big topics and (laughs) he thinks I have something worthwhile to say. Like that was, and the thing he would always say to us is, I want you and your sister to be PhD moms, you know, like, like meaning that he wanted us to be moms at the highest Highest level. level. And that's really what he encouraged from us. I think that's so cool what you said, like your dad felt... I mean, here your dad's asking you these kind of big questions. And what way I'm hearing you is it, it almost gave you confidence in yourself by like, oh, wow, he, you know, he's saying these things to me. But at the same time, I don't know if your dad even realized that he's cultivating this confidence in you. For sure. Right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so obviously he was very, uh, your, your family was very into education and obviously we talked about, you know, you saw how they saved money and things like that. Yeah. And so as you moved on and you got to like high school, what was high school like for you? Um, I think I was pretty, honestly, kind of oblivious. I was a, like, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, uh, the truth, I mean, you, Josh and I went to high school together. And I oh, did you? Oh, I didn't know that. I just okay. kind of was doing my own thing. So I was actually like the hilarious. So I'm just kind of a, like I had great friends, had an awesome friend group. And loved them. We're kind of the nerds. We're in the honors classes and we were the that kind of group. Um, (laughs) And then when I was a senior, I was voted to be the prom queen. Really? Which totally shocked me. Like I've always kind of thought of it as, you know, when they pick the special needs person to be the prom queen. So you thought you you thought they were doing it just to be nice? Like I never I didn't have that concept of myself as someone. Like I was Mm -hmm. I was like totally thrown off guard that I would be someone that people even knew my name. I didn't, my brother was a student body officer okay. and he was kind of like, Oh, my sister needs some help. You know, right. like he was uh-huh. like telling people like help <laughs> her out, you know? Right. So I, di- I just didn't have that concept of myself as being someone who people knew or that was popular right. at all. So w- w- did you feel like awkward going through that process of being the prom queen or, or did you at, at that point just enjoy it? And- yeah. I think, I mean, I think I was just um, <laughs> oblivious enough that I could just roll with all of that because I was, I was just like, this is strange. What a right. strange thing that yeah. this would happen. But. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, you know, being around you and knowing you for a while, you, you know, you're just confident and positive. I mean, I mean, what do you, I mean, I know we all have bad days. Yeah. How did you, how did you handle those times maybe in high school when you're trying to maybe fit in or, and maybe it didn't bother you so much. Yeah. Maybe it, you were kind of just, I'm doing my thing. I'm okay. Did you ever find yourself struggling with anything like that? I think that that came more in college. So when I okay. went away, I went to BYU, Idaho okay. and I was away from my parents. That was the first time I, pro- I really have strong memories of um, just really homesickness, you know, now right. that I, like, I know that, that I just felt kind of lonely and yeah. I felt a little lost and, um, and I, you know, I think that that was probably the time that I kind of had to grapple with those kinds of. Gotcha. So it was more in college. Yeah. So did, the, did how did you end up handling that? Is it, was it just more of just dealing with it over time and. The truth is, and I like, I think that this, it's really only at this point in my life that I'm kind of working through this. I, I, I went to work, you know, like I, I, I had a full time and not a full time job, but I had a full work schedule okay. and I took a lot of credits and I, that's how I dealt with a lot of my emotion was, mm-hmm. and I, I really like, 
I saw people around me making connections and I had great roommates who I liked, but I was kind of always putting them at a distance saying, mm. I have time for that. Yeah. So I got to focus on these other things. And I think that's a pattern that persisted in my life for a long time Yeah, where the way I dealt with things emotionally was to just kind of put on more work right. put, to kind of avoid dealing with the emotions of things. And I don't really don't think that it's tell this point in my life that I'm starting to work that through and say, Oh, does work actually make me happy? Like, you <laughs> yeah, know, it doesn't sure. like maybe I need other things in my life to fulfill my needs, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, did you enjoy school? Cause obviously learning was a big part of your family kind of culture. When you were in college, were you enjoying that piece of it? Like learning new things? And oh, absolutely. I would say that's like the, a huge, a core part of my identity. Okay. I love learning. Like, okay. and even now it's just, to yeah. read and to like take on a new a new concept is just the the my the highlight of my life. I love it. I love yeah. taking on new thoughts and understanding new things. So So you so you graduate eventually from college and right. when did, I mean you said you went to high school with Josh, your husband now. Yeah. Did when did you guys end up getting married? Was it soon after college or was it during college or so he served uh, a mission after okay. school and then i actually left on a mission just a few weeks oh, before he okay. got home so both of us oh, really? both of us went on mission we didn't see each yeah. other for like three and a half years we had been best friends in high right. school and really close and then um when i when i was back from my mission then we just connected again and started dating and so, got right. married not that long uh, after that right so. where'd you where'd you serve your mission in switzerland oh wow yeah it was fantastic was it it's gorgeous yeah oh, people yeah. are so friendly like the most beautiful friendly place you can imagine boy switzerland i haven't heard that for a while someone going there that's really cool yeah yeah, yeah. so um so you guys get married obviously and and you know now obviously you have four kids and you guys are living this life and Let's let's just jump ahead just a little bit is, you know, with your four kids, you got amazing kids. And I know you've 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 had a few curveballs, as you say, yeah. you know, with some health issues with uh, specifically with Ollie, your boy. Do you mind sharing that with us and kind of what was going on there? For sure. So I think I mean, my husband and I were so fortunate. He um, you know, went to law school and we graduated and I got a master's degree and we just had a lot of things just sort of fall into place yeah. and click for us and you know financially things have been kind of a, like smooth sailing you know like I just right. feel like we've been blessed on so many levels and and there just every now and then my husband and I would turn to each other and we're like when are when are we gonna have our trials <laughs> you know like yeah. like life's been kind of good but right. but then kind of knock on wood let's just maybe we'll have a life with no trials maybe we'll just be the easy one you know the lucky yeah. ones who get through that um and my my youngest son, you mentioned, um, so I have three girls and then a little boy. Yeah. And when he was, it was just a few months before he turned three, he had a seizure. And it was, you know, out of the blue. I right. mean, he was perfectly healthy. He has not had a health problem. No signs of anything. Nothing. Right. But I do, I have a brother who had seizures and his son had seizures. So there's a little bit of sort of family history. Gotcha. And I, my brother... Um, is a PA and he, the one who had seizures. So he, we talked on the phone and he's like, you know what, this is it's probably just a genetic thing and he'll be fine. Just like I'm fine. And just like my son is fine. Right. It's not, it's just sometimes some people have seizures and, um, and that was really great of him to call me and support me in that. And oh, that is sure. the most, for most people, like there are a lot of people who have seizures and it's, you know, doesn't tend yeah. to be a big problem. Yeah. 
but for Oliver, so we made, and he's, but he's like, for sure, go see a neurologist. Like you need to get this yeah, checked right. out, you know? Yeah. So I, we made the appointment to see a neurologist and between when he had had his first seizure and when we were scheduled in to see the neurologist, he, he started having these weird spells where he would just fall down, like just like his complete body would, it's not like he would black out. He was co- totally conscious, right. but his head would just crash to the ground oh, wow. over and over again. And it, you Man. know, it, it was like about 10 times a day that this was happening and it was terrifying. And wow. um, so the, by the time that we got into the doctor, we're like, oh, this is something more, we, what is going on? This yeah. is so strange to have our little boy who's just perfectly healthy in every way and developing perfectly to um start having these problems and so we went in and they did the eeg and they evaluated him and talked about a couple of different possibilities you know there's a several seizure disorders that come on at his age okay. and and kind of manifest in this way these types of seizures and so they're kind of you know asking about different things and trying to figure out but we were going to have to have a follow-up to figure out what was you know, an right. MRI and a whole bunch of different stuff before they can diagnose. And so right. while we were in the office, they went ahead and did an EEG. And that's where you look at your brain activity to see it. Like they were like, maybe we can catch a seizure or something like right. a seizure. Yeah. Um, and then, so we had that and we scheduled the follow-up and then they sent us home. And I was driving home with Oliver in the car um, and I got a phone call from the doctor's office and it was the PA who I'd been working with and she said so the the doctor who reviews the EEGs looked at your son's EEG and said these are not the brain waves of a child who can walk or talk and I was you're kidding I about drove off the road like I I just like I was like what are she and he's like he doesn't believe me when I tell him the little boy that this came from is developing perfectly normally. You are kidding. And I, I really could not even process wow. what she was saying that like my little boy who, you know, he's a two year old who knows every dinosaur and <laughs> right. you know, like, right. he's like there, I just could like, it just couldn't even connect the pieces of what she was saying. Right. Um, and Man. being the, you know, the, 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 the researcher that I am, I came home and the couple of things that they were throwing out, that's like, well, maybe it's this or maybe this, that I just start reading everything I can. About it. Right. Like I'm like, they, they are holding off on, they don't know what a diagnosis is, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to figure it out. Like I got to figure out what this is and just keep reading and trying to learn what it was. And, and so I looked up the two that they had talked about in the office that manifest that start at this age and manifest the way both of those are epilepsies that are just degenerative. So you just start having seizures. Okay. It, it You do start out developing normally, but then just over, you know, for some people it's quick deterioration, but for other people it's a slower deterioration, but eventually you just, you're, you become less and less cognitively able and less and less well. And, right. um, wow. and I was like, wow, these are the ones that they were saying. And so you're reading this in your research and how are you feeling? Like, give, I mean, what was going on in your mind? I, I explain. I described it to Josh like a slow motion car accident. Ugh. Like 
like like Man. like uh, something terrible was happening right in front of me but it was happening very slow right. motion like that each yeah. layer that i discovered like first it was like okay these yeah. seizures aren't just a, a one-time thing this is a bigger thing right and then oh no the, the doctors are talking about the two things that they think it is is you just become to the point of disabled, like to the level of disabled where you're probably in a wheelchair. You're not, you know, you're, you can't walk, you can't talk. Just like they said, his brainwaves looked like someone who can't walk and can't But But talk. here he is walking and talking and playing yeah. and very smart kid. Yeah. I mean, I would see him too. And I would, I mean, before all that happened, yeah. I mean, totally active kid, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean that's, um, <laughs> yeah. And the nurse are, they're like, he's the, he's yeah, the smartest kid he's in the here. Smartest kid. He's, he has his great vocabulary. <laughs> right. Perfect. You know, that, and that's, I just couldn't process what was going on. I kept researching. Yeah. Uh-huh. I found there was this one other syndrome of epilepsy that looks just like those other two. It's really, they're indistinguishable in the beginning. Okay. But with this one, about half of the kids go on to have normal lives. And half of the kids go on to have the outcomes like the others. Like seizures. the others, right? And um, I was like, "It's got. It's going to be that one. <laughs> I want it to be. <laughs> I want it to be that." You know, I was yeah. telling my husband what I was researching. I was like, "I, I want it to be that one. That's that's one. It has to be. It's got to be." And even and it was and it was funny because we started. We connected with some people online whose kids were having. You know, there's different epilepsy support groups and stuff, and there were some parents experiencing what we were experiencing. They had just found out. They had gotten that diagnosis of the one that for us was the good diagnosis. Oh. They had gotten, and they said, "We're devastated. We're devastated." But that was our best case best scenario. scenario. Oh, and man. my husband and I are just like, "How? Like, how do we navigate this? That like, oh, it looks so bleak." But I kept, I kept researching, and we're we're waiting to it for some reason. It took us a really long time. Like, we had to do an MRI. We had to go through a bunch of steps before we saw the specialist, um, like the epileptologist who could really diagnose it for our son. He had to also do genetic, our son had to do genetic testing. Testing, right, sure. Um, So it took a long time before, it was like a month before we could get in to see them. So in the meantime, I'm just like reading everything, hoping so much that it's this one. And um, But in my reading, I learned that for this specific type of epilepsy, the one I wanted it to be, 80% 80% of the kids who tried the ketogenic diet became seizure free. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. You yeah, know, like right. this is, I want to know more about this. Yeah. So by the, t- we got into see the doctor and after all the genetic testing and the MRI came back, he said, yes, it is. He diagnosed him with the best case scenario one. He said, like, yeah, his I mean, genetic, that was a positive. That was, po- that right. was what we wanted to hear. Yeah. And he also said, yeah. The ketogenic diet is going to be your best, your best bet. And he said, like, to my fear before, like, I was like, well, what about this EEG that says he can't walk and can't talk? He's like, well, yeah, that's that mean like what happens is over time, if that's what his EEG will continue to look like, unless you stop the seizures, that's what his that's what it will be. That'll be that. That's okay. what people tend to move toward what their brainwaves look like. Gotcha. So I'm like, wow. okay, we're, we've got a bad EEG. Like that. Like we have the good diagnosis, but we have a bad EEG. EEG it looks right. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and over, yeah. over the next couple of months, so he went from having like 10 of those little seizures, those fall down seizures, then it went up to 20. Um, then it went up to 40 of those a day. So he was 
he was falling down like every every 20 minutes and Jeez. you know and the doctor's like yeah do the ketogenic diet but first we're going to try these medications that's our protocol is that we first try right. these and the medications did Didn't nothing work, did. for some people it yeah. is it's a little miracle but for us it, it just had no impact other than it was like made him drunk that like it made it like he like he, like he yeah, was just yeah, kind of I no, went, no I took him one day when he was at the top dose of his medication and I was shopping with him and he was in the shopping cart and the person checking me, I was like, oh, what a well-behaved little boy because he's just sitting there. Cause he's just total like total zoned out. out. And I was like, oh, this is not, this is not a well-behaved boy. This is mm. a little drugged little boy up. who's yeah. not, oh, man. he can't focus on anything. Um, was that hard to hear that? Yeah. Just because you're like, this isn't, this is an Ollie, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, and what a perspective, perspective shift on parents who are like, oh, I wish my kids would just <laughs> right. be more right. in control. And I'm like, I just want, I just wanted more than anything to just have a normal little boy. Like, yeah. I wanted a little boy who could run around and be crazy and not right. like, other, I had to be all day long when he because he could fall down and cra break his head open at any moment my two hands had to be on, on him, him right. all day long <laughs> and yeah. so he still wanted to be a normal little boy yeah. he wanted when he wasn't super on drugs he wanted to play but i had to keep him safe and tell yeah. him, no you can't you can't climb on that you can't do that it's yeah, dangerous that, that to been do tough. That. yeah because you want him to do those things you yeah. know yeah. And again, like you said, what a uh, perspective because, you know, everyone's like, oh, I wish my kid would just calm down. But now when you're going through this, you say, oh, I wish he was running around and climbing the, you know, the side of the wall and the trees yeah. and the, yeah, it's what a perspective there. Yeah. You know, I know, uh, and I want to keep talking about the, this diet. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I know you're a faithful member of the Church of Jesus yeah. Christ and I know how did how did that play a part in all of this yeah. um, as you're going through this? If you don't mind sharing, I mean, we have a lot of listeners who are probably of your same faith, and a lot who believe in a higher power and that kind of thing. And just talk about how that helped you guys as you're kind of going through this as well. For sure. So really early on, so my husband is he's a lawyer, and he like he's so suited to be a lawyer because what lawyers do is they. <laughs> protect you from all the potential problems right like sure, that's like right. in his job that's what he does professionally is yeah. he's in-house counsel and so he tells okay. them this could be a liability this could be a liability this could be a liability that is like that's his that's his that's profession his, but right. that's how he is by that's nature. how he is by nature and so <laughs> that's why he's so good at it right like right? in i think in our relationships i'm the gas and he's the brakes you know and you need both of those <laughs> to do. drive a car so that's why you guys connected right because <laughs> right? you guys help each other out <laughs> um so it was really interesting like i like I felt so lost, like on the mo, like I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, I was, Man. like really not in a good place uh, emotionally sure. while I was going through this, like really um, not in a good place. Um, and my husband was so, st like it was uh, atypical for him. He just said, "It's gonna be okay. I I know it's like, I've I've prayed and I've gotten a witness. It's gonna be okay." Wow. And I was like. I wish I knew it was going to yeah, be okay. I want that too. Yeah. I was like, I don't know if it's wow. going to be okay. I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know what okay looks like, but yeah. he just knew. He just said, this is going to be okay. Wow. That's um, awesome. We read, um, there's a scripture and 
like to me it is my story it is there's okay. a scripture where the savior there's a boy they say he's possessed of a demon but he talk they talk about oh, how yeah. he falls down he yeah. falls down in the fire he falls down in the water and yeah he like like i just know from like for my per, for me personally this scripture is about a boy who has do syndrome that like yeah. there was a little boy and that and the father brings him this is the father who brings him to the savior and says help thou my unbelief um, yeah. and he brings him to the savior and says, my little, I saved my little boy. He's just falling down into everything. I can't, can't keep him safe anymore. Yeah. And he brings him to the savior and the savior says, do you believe? And he says, I believe help thou my unbelief. Yeah. And that was m- me. Yeah. My life was in the scriptures. Yeah. And someone just like me brought their little boy to the savior yeah wow and he was healed and that's what my husband told me he's like he he will he'll be healed this is gonna be okay and i i was like okay i'm gonna i just relied on that i just like i just i just had to put away all of like there were so many doubts like and it was this constant pattern in my life of me falling into a pit of doubt and then having to climb back out and say right, but sure. Josh says it's gonna be okay yeah <laughs> the gonna... one thing you're holding on to kind of yeah absolutely for sure wow um so that's powerful thanks for sharing that yeah. that's that's amazing so get back into where I mean you know the doctors are now you, you're on medication mm-hmm. and I how did you transition from that to trying out this diet yeah so I just felt like the the witness I had it wasn't the it's all gonna be okay I, f- I felt more doubt about that yeah. I just felt very like you have to try this diet yeah. like I read a you know I was reading stuff online I found a blog of a mom and you know, some moms who were, had done had similar situations okay. and had great success with it and how they made it work and I just and I you know and I so they the the doctor said yeah this is a good option try it after you try the drugs so we tried the so we did that and then we just kind of had a little bit of a disconnect with the hospital that like the timing was never quite right that you know you need a hospital admission and the right. ho- there wasn't a hospital bed available and it kept it got pushed back a month and then it was two months and then it was going to be four months oh, and I was just like I like I can't, I can't wait yeah and the doctor had said if you don't stop the seizures this will what the brain waves will be what his outcome is and i'm feeling like we Man. i don't have time to wait right, yeah. like the, when your brain gets in a pattern of seizures it will keep in that pattern you have to do something to stop it and that's why they do these heavy duty medications because they're hoping to just change the brain chemistry right to change what's yeah. going on wow. um and i but i just knew that he had to to do this and i you know i begged i begged them to train me and i said and they're like well we have to we have to get some approval from the insurance and i was like i will pay out of pocket anything right. to have you train me do whatever on how to do this diet so they finally are like okay the first step is to read this book and so they gave me a book that i was supposed to read so i got it and i read it and i memorized it like i, I bet you did <laughs> i knew everything about that book and i knew you know and so we finally got in to do they weren't going to do the full hospital admission but they did have time to just train us in their office and gotcha. so we had an initial training okay. and um, and just ran with it and it ended up being being the miracle for him yeah he like he went from having um you know seizures all day long to zero to no zero no did seizures. you notice it 
almost immediately or did it take a while while he was, I mean, how long in the diet did you start noticing, whoa, look how different? Yeah. So it took us a while to get up to the level of diet that he needed so okay. that you kind of started so a lower gotcha. and then, um, you know, okay. cause they're hoping that it'll be effective at a lower dose cause it's hard to do it at the, yeah. but we really had to take it up to the max that they'll let you do. And it's like, a, like a four to one ratio is what it's like. It's sure. the max. He's eating like 90% fat is what it yeah. is. And, and it's hard on the body. Like someone described, it's like a knife's edge. You're on a knife's edge between where you're, yeah, it, it kind of makes them sick because it's just so, so much, so much. Yeah. but then that's what it really takes to change the brain chemistry. And, um, it's so interesting. Yeah. It's so crazy. I know. And, but when we did, when we went up to that highest level, then this, it just stopped. Like it was like, we, d- we, we had to keep like pushing it to up that, yeah. and, but, and he was initially he was, he was no seizures, but physically it was really sick. His body was still struggling to adjust oh, okay. to the, sure. to the diet. To the so diet. there was just this process of his body adapting and us figuring out how to keep him right at that right level mm-hmm. in the beginning. And now it's not like we don't have to keep him right at that level, but in the beginning we had to keep him at that level of high enough, but not so high yeah. that he was really sick. So now that he's doing better, you don't have to keep him at that level. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So we like okay. we we after he became seizure free for a couple of months, then we got to wean off all the drugs, and then we weaned down a little bit, and he was able to maintain, maintain. seizure free. At, wow. And now we're at he's almost two years seizure free now. Are you serious? Yeah, Congratulations a, yeah. and what a miracle! What a I mean, yeah. Thank you God, right? Seriously. I mean, oh, it, that, honestly, right? Every bit of mm. this is to God. I mean, for the doctor to call you in the car and say, or the nurse or whoever yeah. it was, uh, we can't figure out why your kid's walking and talking. And I mean, like you said, you almost drove off the road. I mean, from going from that news to where you're at now, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. like he's It's a, amazing. He's like a healthy, yeah. I had a meeting with his preschool teacher and she's <laughs> like, he's just ready to go to kindergarten. Knows wow. most of his letters. Are you like serious? He's just ready to go. And you're just like... And like we didn't, in the midst of that, we were like, we don't know. We don't know what the future is. Yeah, you don't know. We might, yeah. you know, and, and I had accepted that as, as my, you know, like I was like, well, that, if this is my mission, is if my mission is to care full time for this little boy, because that's what my day looked like. It was yeah. every day, all day long. But I I was accepting that from God. Yeah. That uh, He's so special. He's, he's what God needed me to have, and I will take him in whatever form he is a part of my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. That yeah. was powerful. Yeah. And again, I just love you and Josh, the way you handled this. And I mean, we watched from a distance, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, we were part of fasts and prayers and all of that with you guys. And uh, just to see how this is all kind of turning out. And so I just, I'm so happy for you guys, happy for Ollie. And I mean, that's just awesome. Yeah. You know? Um, so real quick, what was the name of what they diagnosed him with? So it's called Deuce Syndrome. Okay, just I want to make sure yeah. if our listeners might have someone yeah. they know that's yeah, for sure. who they don't know right. what to do. So right. Deuce Syndrome. Deuce Syndrome, and he okay. did the ketogenic diet. Ketogenic the, diet yeah. was the one that, I mean, who would, I mean, who knew? I mean, how I do know, they know this know. stuff? It, like, it was, it's like crazy. <laughs> it sounds like a crazy, crazy magic diet. It, and it doesn't work for everybody. But yeah. for his specific type of epilepsy, it just, it just was is it. the thing that works. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and we could really go, keep going with this. Yeah, and I want yeah. to. But there, you're, you're doing amazing things, Janae. And I want to talk about what you do. 
you're so passionate about financial health yeah. and you teach some very simple yet powerful principles. And so I want to get into that. And obviously we talked a little bit about how your family was always about, Hey, let's save yeah. money. Let's make sure we're, yeah. you know, buying things that we need to or whatever. How, how did this transform into what you're doing today? And, and, and then just get into describing what you do. For sure. Yeah. So I, so um, yeah, like I told you, like money is like earning money, saving money. That's just, I just love to do it. I just have always loved to do it. Right. Like I'm, um, and so it was when I was studying, I got my master's degree in public policy and it was right during 2008 and 2009. So this is right okay. when the stock market yeah, crashed, crashed. Yeah. my friends and my family members are like losing their homes and like <clears throat> foreclosures and all of that is just, I mean, it's close to home. It's just every, you know, it's just so real right. in people's lives. And so I was studying um, public finance, but I kept reading all of these articles that what we were going, what was going on in the economy, it was so much related to people's personal financial decisions that they were making. And so my, like my policy recommendations kept coming back to, we just need to teach this stuff better. This, that, that crash in 2008 and 2009, that was about a lot of people who had taken out loans that they really had no business taking out, right? right like right. it was people not understanding these financial concepts. And so I really, by the time I got to the end of that program, that I just had a passion for, yeah. I I want to teach this. And I um, was looking for who's doing it in the state. The State Office of Education had this cool website about um, um, teaching finance in the classroom. And I was able to get involved with that project oh, and cool. teaching teachers about yeah. financial literacy. And I was a teacher trainer and involved in that. And they have like a stock market game and that's the, okay. you know, the high school class of right, yeah. general financial sure. literacy. That was what they were doing. And that was wonderful to be in. Like, it was just such a great thing to be involved with. And that kind of opened a door to teach at Salt Lake Community College. I started teaching personal finance classes there. Okay. And um, that really worked with that stage of life. I was like in the having babies stage of yes. life right then. Right. And so busy, teaching, busy. yeah, yeah. T- teaching as adjunct was just awesome for me. Sure. And then as my kids have gotten older, I've kind of, um, I now teach at Brigham Young University in their family That's finance, awesome. I teach the family finance class. And so I just, I, I do, I feel really, sure. really passionate about it. I think something that's kind of transitioned for me and it sort of relates to the, the stuff with Ollie is I just felt like I think that I really grew up thinking that security comes from financial well-being, you know, that I had connected those. And it's not that that isn't true. I I think I'm very connected with that. Uh, But I went, you know, as you go through life and have these experiences, and for us it was, you know, really this experience with Oliver that, like, that isn't security, you know? that Like, the truth is life can throw you for a loop at any moment at any time and um and was so grateful that our financial life was in place and we had the medical insurance and that we were in the position to be able to take care of him but i think that the transition i've made since then is to recognize that what we're looking for is this sense of security and it's bigger than dollar signs right okay it's bigger than yeah then some a number written on your checking account yeah. that isn't really the the big source of security in our lives and in addition to that like 
having a son with epilepsy caused me to study a lot about how brains work. And I, yeah. you know, I'm like, how do I protect his little brain? That was sure, like yeah. big on my mind is like his yeah. brain is having a little freak out right now. And how do we make sure it, it, we, we, his brain works really well. And so I, it kind of just turned me into this learning. I, when I taught, I, when I've taught for years, personal finance, I love like my background is like very economics oriented yeah, and right. I'm very much I love understanding how the financial industry works and every, all those nuts and bolts of tax laws and all of that. That's what I'm into. And I would teach my class and tell them, you know, I understand there's like a whole psychological component of managing money. I'm not going to help you at all with that. Right. I'm only going to help you with understanding the, the nuts and bolts because that's what I know. That's what and, you know. Yeah. And so I'm like, I guess you're just going to have to take a different class <laughs> if you want to learn how this works. Right. With, I, 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 yeah. I get that. I know right. that that's an element, but I didn't really engage very much at all in that. And since like I've just had a lot of personal growth in sure. in my own life and, yeah. and realizing, no, that's. And the class I teach at BYU really revolves around how does money operate inside of your family relationships and talking about in your marriage and in your teaching your children about money. And it's, it's, it, these things have all pushed me in this direction of, I needed to understand how our brains work with money, that, that, that piece that I was trying to pretend didn't exist. It's actually huge. Yeah. And, And it really drives so much of what we're doing with money. So I've really transitioned in. I, I still love all of that stuff. Yeah. I'm still going to, it could teach every part. You know, I For just sure. love it. Yeah. But I'm really embracing this idea and it's so interesting. And you probably in your profession understand this as well, that we think that the way we make decisions is just from our our higher brain, like our, right. you know, our, we make, we, we have a thought, we make a goal yep. and then tomorrow we just wake up and do it. <laughs> and then we're also shocked when we don't do it. Right. You're like, yeah. I had a budget. Yeah. What happened Where to the go? budget? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the truth is like, when you understand more about how the brain works, that's actually not at all how our brains work. Our brain, we don't operate from our higher brain. Right, we don't. We operate from our emotions, emotions and yeah. our thoughts are what create our emotions, yep. but we have all kinds of beliefs mm-hmm. that are creating all of these emotions for us. And, and when people start to, and this is what I have been teaching a lot lately, when people start to take some time to understand what some of those underlying beliefs that we have yeah. about money, it's so, people are- It's powerful. It's powerful. It is. And a lot of it, it's so interesting. A lot of it is shame and we have mm. guilt. And we have, like, when it comes to money, we have a lot of these, we have all kinds of different emotions that have been layered on through, you know, we feel like we're not good enough, right? We have this this feeling of lack when it comes to money, like, just, I'm I'm missing out on something, I don't have enough. Yeah. And those types of feelings, it's so interesting, we think that, oh, if I... If I keep telling myself I'm a bad money manager, that's going to turn me into a good money manager. Right. It doesn't work. Yeah, you never want to motivate yourself with the reverse of an idea. Mm -hmm. And and you're speaking my language now. I love this. I'm over here going, (laughs) yes. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're a financial therapist. Right, right, right. No, that's that's actually what they call it. Is that what they call it? Whole no branch. Way. I've just discovered it. I just learned about it like last That's like I'm amazing. studying about the brain and I study about money and poof, like there is financial therapy. Well, what I, I, the, I, it doesn't surprise me because when you're talking, because I, you know, we've talked a little bit and you kind of know where I'm at too, is 
belief dictates our behavior mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. So when you say people, and it's interesting when you say this because I'm analyzing myself around money in my head as you're saying this, but when there's shame behind it, that shame says I'm bad or I've done bad things or it's a negative. Therefore, yeah. my behavior will mirror that. Yeah. So you got to resolve that. Yeah. And then yeah. it changes the way you handle your money, right? Yeah, yeah, for so sure. Anyway, yeah, like I love what you're saying. So that, so <laughs> I, um, so right now I have developed wow. a course that combines these, these learning about your thoughts about money and some really? of the really powerful concepts that I have about this. Is what I've always taught of like you know, the steps that you go through to manage your money, okay. but then we've added in a component of understanding how, what this is bringing up for you emotionally. Wow. I love that. It's Does powerful. anyone do that? I don't, I don't know. I, th- I don't know. I am. I am. Doing- you are. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think you're the only one that's doing that. This is amazing. Yeah. I love it because I really do believe that they go hand in hand. And if you, and if you understand, like you're saying, if you understand the way you think and believe about it, and if it, if it's negative on some level, let's resolve that and watch how your way you manage money changes. Well, and then instead of, because what we do have with money management is let's just change the behavior. So we're just hitting on behavior and it's, there's so much resistance around it. It's so, it's so frustrating to, to just focus on changing behavior, but it's amazing when you step back and you start looking at belief systems and emotions, the resistance floats away. So then when I can resolve some of that emotional build up that I have then the money stuff like that's where our work is to do we think our work is on the action part I've just got to get myself to spend less money but for some reason I just never can get myself to do it there's a reason why there's a really good reason why you're feeling that way and we're going to work on and and I just find it so powerful when you combine that I'm going to teach you all the good I'm going to I'm going to teach you how the time value of money. So like when you put your money in the right places, how it grows and it grows exponential and it's become so powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, but I'm going to also teach you how your, your brain works with money. And when you combine those, it's really unstoppable. It's wow, really powerful man. stuff. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. I'm serious. <laughs> Sign so me up. I'm serious. I want to be, I'm, I'm in. So great. I'm, I am in. <laughs> I love that. You know, it's funny cause, um, you know, my wife and I over the last, I would say six, seven months have been on this. Let's let's pay off debt and not yeah. just pay it, like pay it yeah. off. Yeah. And I've always had this belief before I was doing this that, you know, like if I see a number uh, in my bank account that's big, let's say mm-hmm. it's a big number, mm-hmm. I would look at that and go, "That's impossible. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. number is impossible to pay mm-hmm. off." And and then I, through this, because this I teach belief system stuff right, too. Right. I thought. What am I doing? I'm doing, I'm not practicing what I'm preaching with this. So I started going, no, that number's nothing. Right. That number, I'm going to crush that number. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I mean, I won't give specifics, but I, we have paid off in the last seven and it's, it's addicting. I love it. I love just like, oh, I can't wait. What's the next bill? I'm going to just chop away. It's so cool. So I, I'm in Janae with what you're doing. I love it. That is so cool. So, so you, this is what you do. This is what I do. Man, I mean, <laughs> so how would 
I mean, how does someone get to know or get to know you and sign up with you and learn what you do? Yes. And, and get taught by you. I would love, I would love to <laughs> come, come teach me. I, yeah. I'm having, I'm teaching a class right now and we're just having such a powerful, oh, I ex- bet. it's amazing. Dang. Um, so you can follow <laughs> me at Janae Talks Money on Instagram and okay. I have, um, I'm, I'm doing webinars where I'm going to teach. Okay. I'm teaching why your budget isn't working. So these same concepts that we're going to talk about, I'll go into them a little okay. bit more in depth and talk about, you know, why you think your budget's not working <laughs> and why it actually isn't right. working. Right, gotcha. Okay. Um, and then if that's the first step is come to that webinar and come learn more about it. And then I will, um, I'm in a course right now, but when that course concludes, then we'll open up registration again for my next course and okay. then so that periodically comes up it's every six weeks that it opens up oh okay and that people can get in on that is it a different topic each time or do you keep it the same yeah so this course is the better budget course so it's the okay. course where we go through we're going to go we go through a systematic process of okay. understanding where you're at right now with budgeting and then i really give you a really like what we're doing is taking all of the drama out of your budget mm. and we're setting up a budget that you <laughs> it's a good way to put it all the drama right <laughs> <laughs> well I, like how yeah. i think of it is so we make so many decisions with our our lizard brain yep. we're, we're creating a budget that you can do with your lizard brain because you know what that's yeah. the brain that's going off when you buy those oreos at, yes. you know that or whatever whatever that impulse shopping the is for you TV. the big screen tv <laughs> yeah for some people's little things and other people's right. real big things big right? things right yeah um, okay so we're going to create a budget that isn't resistance against that it's working with all of that and, okay. and creating you to be a really powerful money manager okay so, that's, yeah that's, so, that's yeah. amazing so they would go to your instagram which is janae talks money mm-hmm. and then there's where they can sign yeah. up for the yeah. webinar on my link in my profile okay if you go to that link then you will there's a place that you can just sign up for my next webinar so yeah so even though this one now is closed yeah you can still go and sign up and be ready for when it starts up in yeah. in a few more weeks yeah exactly okay. yep wow that's awesome um so if someone wants to ask you a question let's say they want to talk about what you went through with Ollie and how yeah, you guys handled yeah. that and or if they got questions just about you personally or obviously on the financial end of things, what would be the best way for them to actually ask you specifically a question? Yeah. Same way? Same or? way, yeah. Or you can, <laughs> like, um, I have my email address is janaytalksmoney at gmail.com. Okay. So if you want to just send me a direct message, if yeah. you have, yes, I would love to answer. I mean, I, um, I because so many people supported us through what we went through with Ollie, it was right. really yeah. an, a really amazing online community. I feel really passionately about giving back to that like for when sure people who are facing those same kinds yeah. of things i'd love to talk to people love about to talk. that and then, then of course all the money questions i mean that's i live and breathe money yeah. management so bring yeah. your questions to do me. you this is a you know off the cuff question here but do you like do financial coaching like where you maybe coach a family or individuals or is it more just in a larger setting so i have been just doing it in the group setting Um, but there will be possibilities if people who who go through that initial course with me and they're like okay we like this method and we would like to keep going on this that would be available to do like a one-on-one coaching and kind of more of an a like a a wealth building plan or a state planning kind of thing so yeah well even the reason why i'm saying this uh (laughs) is that like 
like you sitting down with someone and I, I picture, cause this is exactly what I do. Right. Just I'm, I'm dealing with addictions and anxiety and depression, but so are you on some level, right? 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 It's just, di- just with a different thing. Yeah. But I mean, I just sit there imagining you sitting there one-on-one with someone helping them change their belief system around money. I mean, you want to talk about, I mean, people would be signing up left and right for that. I, I mean, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. serious. So, I mean, I'm sure you've thought about all this. Yeah. I'm over here going, Janae, this is your business plan right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry. No, but no, I'm just I've, no, I feel the same way, Todd. I'm like, this is this is powerful. This The world needs to know this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'll be as busy as I am. You right, know, you right, really will. Just sure. like clients come left yeah. and right. But yeah. anyway, I just, I, I love what you do, Janae. And I, I love you're passionate about it. And it's so cool if we go all the way back to when you were being raised by your, you know, great mom and dad and yeah. your siblings and everything and how you just saw what they did and how, wow, this, oh yeah, it brings peace when we control this part of our lives. And then I also want to point out again, when, when your dad would bring you in on these big topic conversations, how that would build its confidence in you. Yeah. And I just want to, I just so cool as we go through your story, how that confidence has led you to handle these tough curveballs, And obviously with, the, with, with the help of you know the God that you worship and yeah. and all of that and a great husband and anyway it's just it's so cool watching your story unfold as you're talking I'm over here going oh that led to this and that yeah. led to this yeah and then what you're doing today is really cool thank you thank you for having <laughs> me on I oh, you have bet. just the deepest respect for you oh here. thank you that means a lot that yeah. means a lot coming from you honestly and <laughs> we you know we love your family and I think what you're doing's so needed, so fantastic, and you're going to help so many people. So there you go, people. Thanks, Janae. You're amazing. Um, what I told you guys, this was going to be great. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm going to go pay off some debt right now. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I want to thank you uh, for listening in. Thank you for all your support. Share this with uh, all the people that you know. If you know people who are struggling with money, Make sure they uh, listen to this and then reach out to Janae at uh, Janae Talks Money on her Instagram. And you can, you know, sign up for a webinar and ask her a personal question. And, you know, she can coach you and get you to where you need to be. And I I, I know I'm going to do this. And uh, so please do. And until next time. And again, I love all of you. Thank you.